won't you stand by me and we'll have a close encounter just a couple goodbye girls and we hope it's not a downer rosencrantz and guildenstern may be dead and gone but whose life is it anyway we hope you like our song the call of the wild sounds like dana dana a career spanning 50 years and we only just begun a Mr. Holland had his opus and we think this might be ours. Watch and discuss, drink and smoke thus, we're all just high and dreyfus. Hello. Hello everyone, we're coming back at you with another installment of High and Dreyfus. We're back. Oh, we're back, baby. After, um, wow, so that was a pretty wacky couple of months, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, went, it uh, went by very slowly, but also very fast. Yeah, I don't know how time works anymore. No. Nope. Um, allegedly, it's still 2020. Uh, I feel like I've aged about 17 years. Yeah, we actually uh, just took a listen to our the first episode that we recorded and we did have a brief mention of covid and we really just laughed it off oh how naive we were yeah (laughs) really oh my god yeah so we um we've neglected to edit and release the first podcast just because we had to adjust to this crazy new world that we're living in yeah um, but yeah, we gave it a listen. We're feeling pretty good about it, despite the fact that, um, we're entirely different people now, and we've <laughs> yeah. become hardened and desensitized to this cruel, cruel world. Yeah, so we're coming at you hot with a heavy hitter. Oh, yes. So we're coming at you with, uh, the heavy hitters, the big guns. We're doing Jaws today. Uh, I'm so excited. Huh. I have seen Jaws so many times. I watched it three weeks ago, but I'm ready to dive in again. Uh, Sydney, however. I've never seen it. She's never seen it! Yeah. I've, I'm really am a virgin uh, when it comes to Dreyfus films. Oh god, I'm just so... I'm really excited for this one. And, I mean, no spoilers, but... Jaws in the era of COVID takes on a whole new meaning. Oh my god. We're gonna find some new metaphors uh, for, you know, the world and for ourselves. Yeah, we're gonna really, we're gonna dig deep here. And um, something that I think is uh, quite exciting, which Sydney has yet to experience, is um, Richard Dreyfus in Jaws. I believe this is... Is it 1975? 1977? It's one of those. This is peak Dreyfus hotness. I'm and, ready. Oh, oh, you think you're ready. I don't know if you're ready. I wore my t-shirt. That is true. You do have the Jaws t-shirt. That's the that's for the book, though. Not even the movie. That's cool. It's because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just like that. Yeah. <laughs> Nerd. Yeah. This gal reads books. Yeah. Oh, loser. Oh, yeah, no. Richard in Jaws is like, like everything about his look in this movie is what like every cool, hot, I cringe to say the word hipster, but 
it's pretty much what every hipster guy dresses like now. Like the the guy who manages the common at the Forks, like the outdoor bar. I don't know his name, but I have a huge crush on him just solely because he looks just like Richard Dreyfus and Jaws, like Ooh. with the the tiny toque that doesn't cover the ears, so they're just cold. Uh, <laughs> That's such a vibe, right? I- like, I see it now. It's like it's like a regular toque and a yamaka like had a baby. Oh my god, say no more. Oh boy. Yeah. So uh buckle up for this wild ride. It's going to be so good. Oh, and we got some nice uh nautical themed beverages tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So we have a gluten-free beer called Land Shark. Yeah, we went to the liquor store and we said, "Sir, do you have any liquor with sharks on it?" And they did. Yeah. And it was on sale, and it's gluten-free. And then we also, we're starting off with a nice uh, cold tasty called, uh, it's by... No Boats on Sunday. Which is great, because it's Monday, so... (laughs) Yeah, so... There's there's some boats. Some boats today. (laughs) On Mondays. Uh, And it's a cranberry cider. Yeah, it's quite palatable. I, um, I had it on a date with a man named Randy, um... Yeah, and that was it. Me and Randy shared some nice cider, and then I never talked to him again. Aw. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, his name was Randy. How far was it really gonna go, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, and we picked up some little pre-rolls from the Tokyo Smoke, because they were having a sale! Yeah, everything's coming up us today. Yeah. God, oh, yeah. And the day hasn't even started. We haven't even clicked play on this film yet. Holy shit. We're gonna dive in. And it's like, what, a three hour long movie? Almost. It's, I'm pretty sure it's over two. It's, it's a beefy boy for sure, but you're just gonna be so compelled every, every second. I'm really ready. I'm very ready. Um, another, that's, we're tackling another fear of mine. It's deep water. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Most shark attacks happen in more shallow water. Well, you know what? Okay, no spoilers. But there's a mix of deep water and lots of shallow water. So you're going to hate all water after this film. All right, I'm ready for that. Yeah. Um, I was uh, talking to my mom about uh, this podcast, and we were discussing my fears and how we watched Close Encounters last time, and we tackled my fear of aliens, and now we're tackling my fear of deep, dark water, and I think it's just the unknown. Yeah. Is what, when I don't know what's below me and when I don't know what's above me. Oh, that's very fair. Yeah. I think that's why I don't like fish, is because they can just come at you from any angle, like they're, they just got like 360 degrees of movement down there. And And they really are just aliens of the of the deep oh i don't like it i um i literally sat up in like a cold sweat the other night because i was really stoned in bed and i just thought and it it horrified me so much but my brain like right as i was about to fall asleep my brain just goes what if fish had arms and i was like no (laughs) (laughs) like oh god if fish had arms we'd be in trouble oh my god so scary sharks don't bug me though i love sharks i swam with sharks when i was a fearless 12 year old in cancun oh well there you go yeah so sharks fine fish no no i was perusing um richard dreyfus just uh films that he's been in mm-hmm. and isn't piranha 3d one of them is he in piranha 3D? i want to say he is and and in that film 
uh, piranhas have legs. <laughs> no. <laughs> or am oh. I thinking of Piranha 3 Double D? <laughs> are, are these real movies? Yes, and I... And I saw them both in the theater. <laughs> oh, gosh. I paid money. Well, I guess I'm going to have to face some fears, too, um, going into uh, going into this podcast. So maybe let's save that one for season two, because I'm not sure if I'm ready for, uh, for fish with uh, prehensile limbs. Before we dive in, uh, can we talk about <laughs> the purely inspired theme song I came up with? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sydney wrote a theme song, and it brought a tear to mine eye. It was, I'm not a songwriter, I am not a poet, I am not someone who does this, and yet this was, it was purely and truly inspired by Richard himself, really. You know, when inspiration hits, you just gotta ride that wave. I'm very open to to this, this the Church of Dreyfus you know the church of dry yeah like this oh we're there now i I mean this is a very spiritual thing for me is talking about movies getting high and talking about movies this uh this brings me back to my college days and uh i feel like we're gonna have to get special hats if we're gonna go (laughs) down the religion territory Do you have some tinfoil? Oh, maybe. But we need like <laughs> we need like captain's hats, you ah, know? Yes. Like if we had a uh, like if if we were to be manning a ship, a nice captain's hat, I think. Or the toques that don't cover the ears. I'm on it. Yeah. Okay. Next time yeah. we'll have hats. Um okay. Well, I think I think we're ready to dive in. Are you ready to dive in? I'm ready. Oh boy. Okay, we'll uh, we'll see you in a bit, y'all. We're about to go watch Jaws. Da-da. Me for the eight hundredth time. Sydney for the first time. Da-da. So uh, we'll be back. Catch you later. <laughs> Catch. Oh. <laughs> nice. First things first, Sydney, did Dreyfus live up to your expectations in this film, aesthetically and in terms of acting talent? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, Richard, Dick, can I call you Dick? Can I call you Dick? Can I call you Dick? It's, uh, it's, it's good. Oh, it's, it's really good. good. Yep. He's incredible. I've never even considered yeah. how good he is and very impressed. Oh, yeah, you know, he's he's not even... Well, I think him and Spielberg are the same age. He would have been 28 in this, and Spielberg was also 28 while filming, so... It was, his, it was Spielberg's first, like, not-made-for-TV movie. Like, actual... Like a big Hollywood meaty film. boy. This is this was the big, the big blockbuster. And it was made right before Close Encounters. Correct? Oh, yeah, I think it was... Close Encounters was 76? 77? I think it might have been 77. Yes. Either way, <laughs> I'm a little... Ugh, like, Spielberg was 28. Dreyfus was 28. I'm 28. Hey, we're doing this, though. We're... This, <laughs> we're... Yep. This is going to be the first blockbuster podcast. Of, <laughs> the first summer blockbuster yeah. podcast of Ever. all time. Ever. Yeah. So there's a lot to to take away from this film. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like you were saying, especially now in the age of COVID. Oh, yeah. This movie is just more applicable than ever. Like, gee, I wonder if there was like some pervasive theme about, I don't know, a deadly looming threat that the government is not imposing restrictions on because they want to protect the economy. If we think really, really hard. Yeah. God, it's a real head scratcher. So lots of COVID comparisons. Yeah. The mayor is the true villain, not the shark. No. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. I don't think either one of you are familiar with our problems. Uh, I think that I am familiar with the fact that you are going to ignore this particular problem until it swims up and bites you on the ass. He's the true villain. Yeah. Uh, Period. Toxic male presence. Oh, God. Just, uh, the male pride is the downfall of so many characters in this. Sorry, like this whole podcast is just going to be spoilers coming at the yin yang. Yeah. But... Literally the yin yang. <laughs> yeah. Dibs on yin. Your uh, yang. Sh- um, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Quint dies and he was the prideful son of a bitch who smashed the radio to contact the coast guard because he was all intent on getting the shark himself a lot of moby dick themes oh yeah tensions for real um just a boat full of homoeroticism there's just so many scenes on the boat where like oh the lights cut out and they like Almost Get, kiss. Oh, there's so many scenes where it looks like they're going to kiss. Maybe it's, that's uh, just us. <laughs> Maybe that's just COVID brain. I've been I've been told it's just me. <laughs> I don't think it is. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, there is a lot of sexual tension amongst the boys. Amongst and I mean, the, like, how could there the not crew? be when they look that good? My God, the fashion. Oh, wow. Can we just... Let's talk about the aesthetics in this film. Like, yeah. oh God, all the men are just like these little like sexy sailor daddies. And they oh. really, they look all like that one guy from the Comet. <laughs> especially Richard Dreyfus. Oh. Yeah, we're talking, we're talking like uh, turtlenecks followed by planel. Mm. Planel. 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 <laughs> Plaid flannel. <laughs> planel. I think that's what I meant. Probably, yeah. <laughs> We've had some land sharks. (laughs) We've had a few land sharks. (laughs) And now we're innovating. Um, But honestly, something I noticed with the fashion is like all of the main characters are looking on point and all of the supporting characters look like total doofuses. Yeah. Like all of the beachgoers, even the mayor dresses like an idiot. Yeah. But the mains look amazing and So um, does uh, Brody's wife. Brody's wife. The wow. one the like okay, there's goddess. Two female characters with substance. The wife and the mom who gets her kid gobbled up and then she just freaking tears for- into Brody. Don't forget about the Karen that was at the town hall. Oh yeah. Okay, the one woman at the town hall meeting who was having none of it. She was uh yeah. The seventies version of a Karen haircut. Oh, absolutely. And Except like a Karen in the seventies would have just been like a teenager, so I guess she would have been like uh an Ethel, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, Chief Brody and uh, his wife are definitely goals. Oh. They um, there's one line that she says it was a uh, you want to get drunk and fool around. Oh. And I, I like I wonder how long they've been married. They have two kids. Mm-hmm. So they're keeping it alive. Oh yeah. No, and she with her like oh there's something like so sexy about I think it's like a Marilyn Monroe kind of thing but like blonde curly hair and black turtleneck that's like real tight around the boobs oh hell yeah oh with a bandana mm, oh the bandanas and yeah bandanas looked real good in this film I might I might uh go, go out and get me a bandana yeah honestly I gosh. remember having a girl power party when I was like oh. nine and we all had bandanas girl power yeah. party yeah was that like one of those weird like slumber parties where like one girl like figured out how to masturbate and then she shows everyone else not quite oh did you ever go to one of those yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> jealous <laughs> god i am yeah you figure I... some stuff out and then you gotta tell your friends see my friends hadn't figured it out allegedly so sometimes you just need to scissor your bestie you know I guess so. Wow. <laughs> Scissor me timbers. <laughs> okay, what's next? We got the um, shooting star. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I've I've seen this film like 900 times and I never noticed this, but Sydney and uh, see I I called this when it happened. I was cuz I'm an astrology nerd. I was like that is such a Virgo Mars thing to do. And lo and behold. She's got a Virgo Mars. I checked her co-star. It's on there. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, tell us about it, Sid. Um, so I have a Virgo Mars. And apparently it explains why I noticed the little things. It does. So a couple years ago, uh, me and my roommates were watching Muppets Christmas Carol, which is terrifying, <laughs> by the way. It's a very scary movie. And um, I noticed this little scene where uh, Rizzo and Gonzo kiss, and uh, no one else sneak, noticed. Sneak it right in there. Yeah, they sneak in a nice little kiss, a nice little fr- uh, friendly kiss between puppets, and I was the only one to notice that. Yeah. See, Mars is the planet of action and aggression and doing and Virgo is all about the details. So this gal over here, she just You called it. She just picks them out like a little like a monkey eating bugs. But um yeah, so there was a really interesting little little tidbit in Jaws that I had never noticed. Fully a shooting star. A beautiful shooting star in the background of a very it, uh, it looks fake. That's how good it looks. It was like a big blazing one, and yeah. we had to like do a Google, like, and it was one of those things where like it had to be a real one, like just one of those beautiful cinematic movie moments, yeah, where it was just just an organic burning ball of matter speaking that whizzed of, past the flame. Speaking of burning ball of matter, how about? Our island hot daddies. <laughs> oh my god. I thought you were going to say, how about our loins? <laughs> True. Yeah. But, um, oh my gosh. One concept that I will stand by, the concept of island hot. So island hot is a phenomena. Phenomena? Phenomena? Phenomenon. Phenomena. That affects young men well between like the ages of 
25 to 45, I will say. That's yeah. that's young in my eyes. Oh, yeah. And um, if you put a man, no matter what he looks like, if you put him on a desert island for long enough or put him out to sea, he's going to get really hot. Yeah. You see it on the hit CBS reality show Survivor. Uh, Christian Hubicki in the David versus Goliath season. He rolls in. He's a robot scientist and he's like a caricature of a nerd. And oh my god, I've never seen someone get so island hot. You see it in Castaway. Oh, Tom yeah. Oh, yeah. Even with like the big scraggly beard and he weighs like 90 pounds. Super island hot. Yeah. And in this one, it's definitely Chief Brody who gets island hot. That turtleneck. Oh, and like he's got that like grizzled, like the weathered face, you know. But so gentle and soulful. Oh, he's the family man of the bunch. Yeah. It's nice. I oh. don't actually know who I'm most attracted to um, on the boat. Mm-hmm. So we got our main man, Richard, who <sighs> is just a bundle of sex appeal. Oh, God. So, but so much condensed into his little like five foot six frame. Yeah. Truly. And with like, oh my God, the hair and the beard. The denim. Oh, God. Oh, you know what? That reminds me. Oh, um, in our first episode, I made the comment about the guy who I briefly dated, and I held a candle for him for a while because he yep. totally looked like Richard Dreyfuss. Yep. Okay, during COVID, right when my favorite cafe opened back up, but just for like a pickup service, I go for the first time, and who do I see but dollar store Richard Dreyfuss? And he grew a big COVID beard. Mm-hmm. And he walked out, and all I could think was, oh my God, he looks nothing like Richard Dreyfus and Jaws. And any attraction I had to him was gone. And it was really the closure I needed. Yeah. I got the creme de la creme right here. Hold on. Hey, see that? You're wearing a sweater. Right there. Mary Ellen Moffat. She broke my heart. <laughs> Just a, he he was not island hot. That was that was COVID bad. It did not work. COVID hot. COVID hot is maybe a thing for some people, but not all. I feel like island hot is universal, whereas COVID, COVID can go both ways. Yeah, you can either get you know COVID hot or COVID thick, which <laughs> there's Ooh. no complaining on either end. Really. <laughs> yeah, love a bit of COVID thickness. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we were discussing which. Dilfy dude, that's um, daddy. I'd like to frenzy feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> God bless you. Oh, that, it's, it's dealt with two Fs. Um, <laughs> daddy, I'd like to frenzy feed. Um, okay, which one? Because they all have their merits. Uh, so yes. yeah, so Richard, because you know, need I say more? It's Richard. And you're really right in the fact that it is just condensed oh yeah into very raw sex appeal so much sex appeal in such a small package and uh and then we have the uh sort of grizzled ship captain who's who's wears the burden of survivor's guilt from a previous shark attack like the 55 year old who's like clearly outside of your normal range of someone you'd hook up with but you'd maybe make an exception because he's a sailor and Mm mm-hmm 
there's something cool about that because you don't meet sailors in Winnipeg. No. <laughs> <laughs> they seem really exotic. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not sure uh, what that accent is. It sounds like it may be from the bayou. He's just a grizzled sea captain. Yeah. And, uh, hey, that's actually a pretty good impression. That wasn't bad. <laughs> that was good. Wow, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that did something. I'm a sea captain. It's, been, it's all these land sharks I've been drinking. <laughs> like you all know me. You know how I earn a living. I'll catch this bird for you, but it ain't gonna be easy. It's bad fish. It's not like going down the pond chasing bluegills or tommy cards. <laughs> Oh, God. And then, so yeah, we got we got Dreyfus, who's like not only just uh, just a bundle of raw sex appeal, but he is also um, like the nerd, sort of. Yeah, he's the he's the rich university boy. So he okay, comes yeah, from yeah. money, and that's why uh, Quint is always like griping at him because Quint is like the grizzled boatman who's survivor's guilt, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Dreyfus is the is the richy rich boy with his fancy boat, and his, his fancy equipment. Oof, yeah, he's got some real nice equipment. That guy. Yeah, some sonar, <laughs> some nice phallic sonar. Oh gosh. <laughs> and how Yannick is that shark though? Oh my god, yeah, it's um. It's literally just a bleeding vagina coming out of the water <laughs> with teeth. Yeah. Every every prideful man's worst fear mm-hmm. because. They're all, you know, deep down, they're very fragile, fragile creatures, and uh, <laughs> it's all a front, man, and yet, you yep. know, I bet if they just embraced the shark, they would have been fine, honestly. It, this is, the shark was really just a metaphor for, you know, their their inner moon goddess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, and that shark's the only one eating ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that shark absolutely destroyed Quinn's ass. Yeah. God. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, just one of many reasons why this film is so relevant even still today yeah. in 2020. So um, the first thing I wrote down when this, when credits started rolling, uh, opening credits, I should say, I just, all I could think is, that girl that runs onto the beach and strips down naked and says, let's go swimming, follow me. Swimming. I just, she is like my dream manic pixie persona. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> like, long, like, mermaid, blonde locks, yeah. center parted. Doesn't even say anything to the guy in the beginning. She just makes eyes at him from across the beach at the bonfire party, and then she just whisks him off. Lures him in. Oh, and lures. Yet, and yet, she's the one that gets... She gets eaten first. Gets her ass eat. And when she got her ass <laughs> ate right away. That shark always goes for the bottom first. Man. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It's 1977. Asses oh. on the menu. <laughs> oh, man. Not was... not in the, not now during these uncertain times. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. No. God, you have to be married for that. Um... Oh, we were okay. We um we didn't talk about uh the third Dilf though the the main Dilf. Um, oh yeah, Chief Daddy Dilf. Oh Chief, and yeah. oh and and his wife calls him Chief too, which is kinky. Yeah, I like that. That was like when I my friend who's dating the 
the commander of the oh, bomb squad. That's right. She calls him commander, and it's like such a vibe. <laughs> so, God, if they're I definitely was dating... goals. They are that couple is is retirement goals. Oh my God! For yeah. Sure. Oh, they um, wait. Tannis and the commander, or oh, or the mayor and I'm, his wife. I'm talking. I'm talking. Uh, chief and his oh, wife. Chief Brody and his wife. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, I was like, yeah, Tannis and the commander are pretty hot, but I'd say, uh, yeah, chief of police and his, his definitely wife here. definitely not the mayor in that in oh. that Karen from <laughs> God no, absolutely yeah, the mayor and Karen are for sure married. <laughs> oh God, or Ethel or whatever her name was. Yeah, chief of police mm-hmm. Brody definitely gets the most island hot out of the three men. I mean, like, Richard was already so hot that there's only so much of, like, a threshold that he can cross, whereas Brody just kind of seems like a bit of a dork in the beginning, and then suddenly you get him out on the water, and you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he's also the most humble, Mm -hmm. which is so sexy. And that's why he comes out on top. I think that might be why there's definitely something to that he's the most in touch with his inner goddess yep and he's the en- the one that ends up you know killing the shark he's embracing his maternal instinct yeah there's mm-hmm. something to that it's true well i think it's time for some sarah facts because you were saying that um on this film what's his name robert shaw and richard dreyfus mm-hmm. were Button heads the whole time. Yeah, and you know that that's a common theme with Mister Dreyfus. This is not the first time he's claimed a co-star has bullied him incessantly on set. Mm-hmm. Uh, as mentioned before, when he was on What About Bob with Bill Murray, apparently he was just a big meanie towards Dreyfus. Yeah. He gets picked on so much. I don't like that. And then in this film, Shaw was just going after him. And a big part of it, too, was that he had a bit of a drinky drink problem. Well, it was bad enough that he died. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally. Like, after. Ooh, yeah, I'm assuming that's probably what killed him or some sort of related illness. But, um, yeah, he was apparently, like, really nice when he was sober and then he'd start drinking and he would get super, super mean and would bully Dreyfus all the time. And one time he was, like, saying, like, I'll pay you a thousand dollars if you jump onto the top of the mast and then jump off. And Dreyfus is like, no, I don't want to. And then he, like, kept upping the money and Spielberg had to, like, intervene. But because there was, like, this real-life hatred, I don't know. It's And that's the thing with What About Bob is that, like, Richard Dreyfus was supposed to hate Bill Murray's character in that, too. Mm-hmm. And then in this movie, he's supposed to hate Quint and vice versa. And that real-life rivalry was totally transferred into the movie. So at the end of the day, you know... It worked. Bullying bites, and I don't condone it, but it was great for the art. It sings, baby. Oh, Yes. Those um, two, oh my god, just uh, just that homoerotic tension. You know what? Ooh. I bet Dreyfus was actually just low-key sleeping with Bill Murray and Robert Shaw. What I wouldn't give for that to be true. Oh god, could you imagine? That's the secret. Yeah, that's it. They were fucking. Absolutely. That tension was palpable. <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> 
Another Sarah fact that I found really interesting was the jump scare. Thing. Yes. Okay. So I am not a big horror movie person. There's only a few that I've seen, but my two favorite jump scares of all time, one is from Jaws and one is from Carrie. The Carrie one's at the very end when her like, what's her name is having like the dream sequence at the end and then Carrie's hand like shoots out of the ground and grabs her by the oh, wrist. Oh yeah. Such a good one. That I feel like it is at par with the jump scare in this one where Richard Dreyfuss, uh, I should call him by his character's name, Mr. Matt Hooper and Chief Brody go out on the water and they find uh, Ben Gardner's boat. That's right. Yeah, and the boat's all mangled up. So Richard Dreyfus jumps in there in his scuba gear and looks in the hole in the boat and he finds this big shark tooth and he like pulls it out and he's like, wow! And then he shakes the boat around a little bit more and then this big severed head with like crazy googly eyes just bah! comes out of nowhere and... Oh, I always know it's coming, and I still jump out of my seat. You did. You jumped as high as I did. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, it's just so good every time. It's real good. It's real gory. And what I love is apparently that scene was added in, like, way after the fact. They'd already, like, completed the film and shown it to test audiences, and Spielberg was just like, so horny for one more scream and yeah. one more like really good scare and the production company was like no we're not gonna keep doing this production was only supposed to be 55 days and it turned out to like over 150 days so it like tripled the time budget and it was the first movie filmed out at sea yeah too. first movie to be ever filmed like out on an ocean so it was just notoriously like rife with mishaps and it was just such a clusterfuck and it was so expensive that the production company was like spielberg don't even <laughs> um so with his own money he set up the set in like a big swimming pool and I think they added, like, powdered milk into it so it would look murky like the water. Oh. And, yeah, $3,000 of his own money spent to Powder make milk. this just on the milk alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of milk. Um, but, uh, yeah, and personally, I think it was worth it because it's one of the best jump scares ever. I mean, what's $3,000 considering the yeah. movie made, like, a gazillion zillion? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You have to watch movies that are made in the 70s kind of with this open mind because it it's, goes a lot slower than what we're used to with mm -hmm. modern movies. But man, that slow burn really, really added to the tension, the fear. Oh, yeah. I can see this being sort of like a scene as a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, it totally is. And like the thing was originally, it probably would have ended up being one of those like really hokey kinds of like Cor sharknado yeah. type movies if the shark was Roger like constantly visible yeah. yeah so because they were having so many technical difficulties with the shark you know they had to kind of work around it get creative and just like imply the shark was there in a bunch of ways so and that was um, really really effective yeah so everyone compares this kind of style of storytelling to hitchcock where it's like more fear in like the unseen threat and that big buildup. Mm -hmm. 
so scary. Fear the unknown, man. Oh. It's real. So real. Speaking of, aliens are confirmed now? Oh, it, wait. They're real, apparently? They're, did the CIA say that? Something. Somebody did. The Navy did. Oh, the Navy. The Navy came full out and said, like, yeah, we have seen UFOs. But, okay, the Navy, they're the ones on the boats, right? I guess. Oh, okay. They're well, like, COVID's happening, now's the time. Yeah, why not? That Oh, that makes me worried if they're telling us during COVID. Like, this feels, this feels like a trap. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're distracting us. They're, something, something evil is afoot. <laughs> something fishy. So it was right after this movie that uh, they filmed um, Close Encounters. Yeah, yeah. So this was this was earlier. Uh, got the this, whole whole gang back together. You got Spielberg, you got Dreyfus, and you got uh, John Williams on music again. Oh yeah, our boy John. Oh my gosh! And it's funny you can really, really hear the similarities between this soundtrack. Like not so much like the like the main theme, yeah. But like the music while they're hanging out at the beach or they're you know, going along on the water, like when it's more like jubilant, upbeat music, it's so Star Wars-y. Yeah, it, it does sound a lot yeah. like Star Wars. It's Shark Wars, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Shark Wars. Shark Wars. <laughs> that one got me. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the lie? <laughs> Yeah, this would have been Spielberg and Drives' first and certainly not the last rendezvous together. Mm-hmm. But definitely one of the best. They really started off with a bang. Holy shit. It's weird to think that uh, Spielberg wasn't necessarily established, but Dreyfus was. Kind of. like he had just done American Graffiti. American Graffiti, yeah, where he was kind of... He was definitely the emerging star in that... Because that would have been 73, 74, so it was pretty soon after that he did this film. Mm-hmm. <coughs> it's COVID. Oh, I'm next. Oh, no. Well, I guess this is our last episode. I'm, I'm signing off. I only got a few weeks left in me. Oh, and Sydney's, Sydney's within six feet of me, so she's gone. She's Quarantine. Next. Oh, nuts. Yeah, we're staying in this room for the next... We'll have the next three seasons done yeah. by staying in here. Oh, God. Coronavirus! I'm telling you, shit is real! Shit is getting real! Woo! We shouldn't joke. Goo. But we have to. We love to stay sane. Well, remember that segment that... I tried to push on the last episode. Six degrees of Dreyfus. Six degrees of Dreyfus. I don't think I want to go six degrees. I want to go some degrees of Dreyfus. I'm trying yeah. to think. I didn't think of one previous to this. Oh, but okay. Wait. A related Dreyfus thing that I think we briefly touched on in the intro. Mm-hmm. Piranha. Ooh. So he definitely was in Piranha and he plays a character named Matt in it. That's just right. Like Is it kind of like a... I don't remember if it, I didn't, I hadn't seen Jaws yet when I watched Piranha, so I didn't make the connection. Yeah. I guess we'll have to, we'll have to see. Yeah, maybe, okay. We're Not gonna... next episode. Next episode is Goodbye Girl. <laughs> you damn right it's Goodbye Girl. <laughs> um, yeah, Piranha, I feel like that's an episode eighter. Yeah. Episode nine Because we have to revisit the nautical theme in our beverages. Oh, definitely. And these beers weren't bad. 
Yeah. Land Shark Lager. Island style lager. Made by the Margaritaville International Brewing Company. Sponsor us. This isn't an ad, but, <laughs> but. it's not an ad, but I wish it was. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, please sponsor us. Please, we really need this. <laughs> I need them. This was this was kind of a an easy watch for me compared to the aliens. Yeah. It's oh, it's definitely a wild ride. It's it's not well, I guess it's a bit of a thinker when you start like digging deep for all those juicy metaphors about, you know, obviously the vagina. Yeah. <laughs> the ass eaten vagina. Rom. <laughs> nom nom. Oh, yeah. Oh, those guys got domed so hard. They were not ready for it. Oh, my God. When the DILFs get frenzy feeded. Oh, my God. Dad, I'd like to frenzy feed. <laughs> She got that on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you just check the link for yeah. our merch, you'll see our tank tops and crew necks. Yeah. <laughs> and our planels. Oh, planels too. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. With a little embroidered sharky on them. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Mother may I. So we've covered the really erotic male friendship. Mm-hmm. I've said this before. I'll say it a thousand times. There's nothing more homoerotic than uh straight dudes that's it (laughs) yeah (laughs) like really really though so in other words podcasts um (laughs) (laughs) we're like i feel like we've almost automatically become gender non-conforming by sitting in my bedroom with this big phallic blue Yeti mic between us. Like yeah, we got the Yeti mic. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got the Yeti mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn right we got the Yeti mic. Yeah, it's pretty phallic. Oh, gosh. It's um, it's a little bit chunky. A little bit. Well, mm. I don't want to say chody. It's got some length to it, but it's... And uh, some girth. Oof. Girthy boy. Yeah. Big blue. Yeah. Well, I think that about covers our... Our interpretation of Jaws. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's one of those films where it's just such a classic, and I feel like it's been picked apart so much that, like, we don't have a ton of insights on the actual, like, plot so much as just, like, really astute observations on how bad we want to... um, hold hands with all of those male leads wow (laughs) all three i might just i might want to mouth kiss them oh what with consent (laughs) yeah with consent uh after quarantining together for two weeks yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes that's how the world works now don't get ahead of yourself yeah just go around smooching boys all willy-nilly can't mouth kiss no more no not unless they close the beaches yeah (laughs) And they haven't. <laughs> and I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Just the ever-looming threat. Oh, it's like the whole world is an ocean just full of sharks now. It's like if sharks just flew through the air. <laughs> <could> just. <laughs> and if you're feeling as uh, 
as anxious about COVID as we are. How about watch something real nice and light in time for next week's show? Goodbye, girl. That's not a tearjerker or anything, is it? Oh no, nobody, uh, nobody dies. In nobody Goodbye, dies. girl. From what I remember, there are there are no plagues. There are no looming threats. No aliens. No sharks. Just unexpected romance. Ooh. Oh, and a naked Dreyfus. You, you, you don't see his pee-pee, but it's implied. Oh, I love implied pee-pee. That's my favorite pee-pee. Oh, God, right? It's like the shark. Like, it's yes. so much more impactful when you don't see it. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> it's actually quite aggressive when you do see it. Yeah. It's like that's it becomes hokey, you know, yeah. like you don't need to like we said in the last episode, you don't need to spoon feed us anything. No, just imply it. Just imply the pee pee. Yeah, it's my favorite kind. Mm hmm. <laughs> oh, Dilfs with implied peepees. <laughs> implied denim peepees. Oh, God, yeah. All right, so next time it's going to be Goodbye Girl. Yep. And I have a feeling we're going to have a lot to say about that one. And the, um, because there's a bit more of a balanced, uh, gender divide. Actually, there's. There's two female leads in a way, and then Richard is the male lead, whereas this film was like... Just a just sack a, of dicks. Seriously, like just packed in like a sardine can. Yeah. Full of dicks. That and, might be why, why I have trouble deciphering it. It's very yeah. man-heavy. And like, you know, what's there to decipher? Like, <laughs> like please. Oh, God. <laughs> Boys. Bless their hearts, but they're just so fucking two-dimensional. <laughs> oh, God. This is unrelated, but I was just thinking the other day, like, oh, male angst. But I remember my mom saying to me growing up, she's like, oh, Sarah, there's nothing sexier than a man who can cry. And it's like, oh, my God, wow, that's so impressive, a man who can cry. But it's funny because she just, like, pushed this idea. And she was like, it's just so sexy when a man cries. I knew I loved your father when he cried at the end of Anne of Green Gables when Matthew dies. So I always kind of, like, held on to that insight, though. And now, in 2020, it's like, God, what a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah, we're men all are, crying. Men are so sad. <laughs> <laughs> they all just hate themselves. It's, oh, God, it's... It's terrific. It's so hot. It's like, what are you sad about, buddy? <laughs> really? Oh, God. Male sadness. Oh. It's hot. Oh, it's so hot. It's so <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Feel bad about yourself for once. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> once in your sweet little two-dimensional lives oh are we gonna get in trouble for that that's yeah, fine yeah <laughs> i've had three land sharks it's fine it's fine <laughs> but you know who's not a two-dimensional male richard dreyfus richard dreyfus so it always comes back yeah it always yeah so that's the that's the moral of the story is um he's got depth like the ocean. You know what? Ooh. Dreyfus has a couple little sharks in himself. <laughs> and they come out from time to time. 
Yeah. But we love them just the same. I'm excited to see Dreyfus in a, uh, I, it's not a rom-com, is it? It's a, like a- Goodbye Girl? Yeah, it's like a- Oh, it's a rom-com, baby. It's a rom-com. It's a rom-com that he won Best Actor for, and he was the Whoa. youngest male to ever win Best Actor at that point. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, okay, all right, I'm ready. Is it a rom-com? It's the rom-com. I am ready. I'm, okay, I thought, I was actually under the impression that it was like a sort of sad- romance flick nope i don't know why what probably the goodbye part of it <laughs> probably <laughs> that's probably it was the goodbye that tipped you off yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's... yeah no there there is a goodbye but then there's a there's a hello again okay so, all right comes back around cool okay i'm excited this is great yeah tons of content i feel satisfied yeah all right i think is... it's should we say it what do we say? Goodbye, Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it. Okay. I'll say it. I'll say it. You say it. I'll say it. Goodbye, Andrea. <laughs> you heard the woman. Well, thanks for joining us for another installment of High and Dry Fist. My name is Sarah Jane Martin. And I'm Sydney James. Oh, this was a great venture out to sea. Toot toot. Full speed ahead. <laughs> Goodbye and Dry Fist. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> you need to leave. <laughs> I need to go to bed. <laughs> We've been drinking for four hours. <laughs> Oh, I can't do this anymore. God, I feel like Robert Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goodbye, Travis. Goodbye.